If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Your Circle of Influence. I'm your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. We are thrilled, delighted, excited that you are here with us because this episode, we're talking about the art of saying no. Lordy, my favorite word. Here, let's just practice right now. No, 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 no. All the notes are nope, Bill. Nope. (laughs) Nobody, nope. Nope, Nope. That's a big nope. (laughs) Uh uh, get somebody else to do it. That's a that's a TikTok uh, viral sound. Mm -mm. Get somebody else to do it. You can send somebody the TikTok sound, and then you don't have to actually say no. It is funny that such an easy word, it is two letters, it is one syllable, that this one word keeps so many people from being happy, being successful, being able to focus on the things that they need to do because they just can't say it. So like everybody at home right now, join in with us. One, two, three. No. Yes, exactly. Mine sounded terrified. Yours sounded convicted. But you know, one works. <laughs> one works. Either one works. Monica, you have a saying that I like, which is no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Total sentence. Yes. Yeah. All right. So then let's get let's get let's let's get clear on what it means to say no. Let's I feel like we have to we have to audit our assumptions when it comes to this. Because I think sometimes people conflate saying no to a person or an opportunity as though it means I don't love you, like you, approve of you, don't want to do business with you. That's not what no means. Mm -hmm. It just means. I hate your guts. Let's not dance around it, right? (laughs) It just, I mean, really, like we make so many assumptions around it. You're totally right. It really just means this is not the best thing for me. Right now. Yeah. Right. So, so to the person receiving the no, it doesn't mean that it's a bad idea. It doesn't even mean that it's bad timing for you. It may just be not for that person or not for that person right now. So I just wanted to get that said, because sometimes we get really like, you know, creepy. We, we get weird around no, and, and I don't think we need to. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I want to say is that one of the ways in which you get really clear about what your no's are is by getting clear about what your yeses are. So 100%. When you get clear on your goals, your vision, your your values, the things that you stand for, the things that you'll tolerate or, or the things that are okay in your space, the, then the things that are not okay in your space become obvious too, by contrast. The, mm-hmm. the things that support those goals are so obvious that the things that don't support those goals, they're, they're just an automatic no. And that's why we spend so much time. I know you do when you're doing your coaching. I do when I do mine we spend so much time in getting clear about what those goals and that vision is, because then 
we tend to trick ourselves into renegotiating. It's kind of like a six-year-old that doesn't want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. We tend to trick ourselves into renegotiating. Well, maybe I, maybe this time or maybe this person or maybe this opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. But when you are clear about where you're headed, then you can just say no to certain things that don't match that with no equivocation and feel good about it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, when I very first started saying no, which was around the time I started Amy Walker consulting, honestly, I was like, okay, I got to learn how to say no. I started, uh, delaying the answer because I needed to give myself a minute to find my yes and Mm -hmm. find my no. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, this was my delay of answer. I would say, thank you so much for thinking of me and bringing this to me. Let give me 24 hours and I'll look everything over and see if I'm able to participate. And then I'll give you an answer. And that delay of answer for 24 hours, what it allowed me to do was to actually ask the question, what am I saying yes to? And what am I saying no to? So if I say yes to this thing, what's the no behind it? Because if if I'm saying, yes, I'll volunteer as the band booster president, does that mean, uh, no, I'm not going to write my book? Does that mean, no, I'm not going to do this? Does that mean, no, like, what's the no? And so it gave me time to just put it into perspective. What's the yes and what's the no? And what do I really value the most? So Monica is, her gift is like, she is super clear Uh, and very in tune with her inner dialogue and self. Like it doesn't take her long to reach and find it. Mm -hmm. If you're not at that point, delay the response and Mm -hmm. then just give yourself a minute to look at it. Mm -hmm. I will also say, I think it's really helpful to find out why you want to say yes. So Mm -hmm. if you're an overcommitter, why is it? I'll share some of mine. (laughs) So number one is I think things are fun. And I want to do things that are fun and everything sounds fun to me. So people are like, you want to do this? I'm like, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. But being overcommitted is not actually fun. So I have to like pause because I have a little bit of FOMO that Uh like I, if I, if I say no to something, maybe that was the one opportunity that was going to meet my new lifelong best friend. Mm -hmm. And now I won't be there. Or maybe that was the thing that was going to, you know, make me an international superstar coach. And I missed it. Like, I just have a little bit of that feeling. Yeah. Um, I do also have some guilt too. Like there's that sense of, uh, and it's church guilt. It's totally church guilt because my church is very service oriented Mm -hmm. and we believe that like, um, you know, doing good to your fellow men is how you show your love and devotion to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I do have a little bit of church guilt that like when people ask me to do something, I I feel like my first response should be yes. Yeah. Um, But in reality, when I say yes to those things, it stops me from my greater level of contribution within my church community. I do a lot for my church community. And this is something that Stephen and I have had to work on together. My husband is the bishop of our congregation, and he's been in that role for three years. He'll probably be serving there for another two. Mm-hmm. And um, in the beginning, we had to have this conversation. I was like, we absolutely have to say no to things that we can't do, because otherwise we're going to end up saying no to this whole responsibility that we can do. If we set up healthy boundaries, we can minister to our congregation for the next five years if 
we say no, like I cannot stop work in the middle of the day to take you to Walmart because you didn't plan ahead with your prescriptions. Right. I got to say no to that. You know? right. <laughs> um, so that those are my two biggest reasons why I tend to say fast yes and overcommit. What do you feel like yours are, Monica? Or do you just, is this one that you've just mastered? I don't know that I've mastered. I think it's a continuous process of tweaking and, and of, you know, chiseling what's what's right for you. And I think what I have gotten good at is is under, understanding and identifying my inner voice. Mm-hmm. Like I I know I know when higher self is calling <laughs> to say, you know, like that. I got a good color idea on that. And so when someone gives me when someone presents me with an opportunity, for example, um and I can look at it and see, for example, who I'm being exposed to or who's doing this and mm-hmm. what the work required, et cetera. Like I already, my chest mind already goes to like five moves ahead, but I always end with, and how does it feel? Right. Cause I'm not going to shy away from hard work. I'm not going to shy away from something being hard. We all can do hard things, but how does it, does it feel aligned? And if it doesn't, then I don't care how much the math makes sense if the magic isn't there the math isn't going to do me any good so then that's when i'm no however when the magic is yes and the math ain't mathing then that's just a matter of negotiations now we can talk now we can say can we do this can we do that can we move this forward can we and so that's part of the art of saying no is that sometimes you're not a no sometimes you're a renegotiation yeah sometimes you're a counter offer sometimes it's not this way and you can offer some ideas on how this could work for you I could do it if we do it this way. I could do it if we do it at this time. I could do it if we do it with this person or if it yes. costs much, et cetera, et cetera. And so that way, I think that sometimes softens the no mm-hmm. <laughs> or eases you into a yes so that you can so that you can feel good about the decisions that you're making. I am getting ready to do that with one of my commitments. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually did get guilted into being the band booster president. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. I have had three kids go through marching band and I have two more that will probably be going through and you have a certain amount of hours you agree to volunteer every year. I never do them. Mm-hmm. So I'm on like year six of not volunteering <laughs> and uh, they didn't have anyone. And it was kind of like, we're desperate. We really need help. We know you can do this, blah, blah, blah. So I said, yes. And, um, it's supposed to be a two-year commitment and I am getting ready to go into year two and say, I will do this under these circumstances, Mm -hmm. but I cannot do it if it is run the same way that it has been run this year. Mm -hmm. Um, which is going to surprise some people because here's the thing in their mind, it's all going beautifully. Right. And that's what I think sometimes we have to understand is that when we don't renegotiate, the people that we have said yes to assume that everything is going beautifully and that is perfect mm-hmm. and that um, it's just running smooth. Whereas in your mind, you're like, this is not working for me. Right. Um, and mine, it, mine is a communication thing. I'm like, listen, I'll do all I, I have the ability to plan everything that you want done. But if you're not going to return my emails and give me the basic information I need to move forward, then I'm just not going to do it. You right. know, like yeah. that's the new, that's right. the new negotiation we have to have. Yeah. But if you don't speak up for yourself, nobody knows that this is an issue for you and that it's not working for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So 
Monica, I really don't want to steal away from your wisdom, but I really have to admit that when you said my chest brain, I thought you said my chest brain. And I was like, wait, is this some new chakra thing? Like you have some new brain in your boobies that I did not know about. It took me a minute to be like chest brain. That's called heart wisdom, Perv. Yes. Ah, yes. Good times. My mind is so focused constantly. I am always dialed into exactly what you mean to say. (laughs) Yeah, it's good to be strategists. And I think particularly women are very good at it. I think it's it's a function of the multitasking skill that has been culturally um, developed, cultivated, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for, for the feminine gender. Um, and it's it's a way that just biologically, from a, from a biological survival standpoint, it behooves the one with the lesser physical strength to have intuitive and strategic strength. Mm-hmm. Right, and so in that way, you can see five steps ahead of what what's going to work, what's not going to work, and what are the prices to pay, and what are the consequences and the costs and so forth. So that that also informs you in the in the absence, like you said, uh, when somebody sends you an email, doesn't send you information in the absence of that information, you still have your intuition, you still have your your inner voice, you really just have to practice listening to it, heeding it, right? Because if, if I come to you, Amy, and I ask you for your support, your counsel on certain things, and you give it to me, and I don't do it, and I end up falling on my face, and then I come back and more counsel, and then you give it to me, and I don't do it, and I end up falling on my face. Eventually, like, what, what are you even coming to me for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you should just vent instead of asking for advice, because that's really what you want to do. <laughs> and so, you know, your inner voice is kind of like that. It's like, don't diss me like this, man. I'm, I'm here to help you. <laughs> yeah. And so when we can develop that connection with our inner voice and honor our own internal truth, like say no, because you mean it. Say yes, because you mean it. Not mm-hmm. because of some social obligation, not because you think you owe someone a favor, et cetera. And if that is what's present, then speak to that. I'm a huge fan of addressing the elephant in the room because it creates trust. It creates connection. It creates um, for you a sense of integrity and of authenticity. And for the other person, a sense of connection and trust. Like, oh, this person means what they say and says what they mean. That's yeah. Important part well, and can I just tell you what is the reward for this? Mm-hmm. It's living a life free of resentment. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, if you mean the yes that you say, sometimes mm-hmm. people will be like, oh, I hate to ask you for this. Cause I know you're so busy. And I just tell them, I'm like, if I say yes, it's because I actually can do it and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And if I say no, it's because I actually can't. And I don't want to. So never hesitate to ask me. Yeah. I will be honest with you about what I can and cannot give. And it surprises people. Um, but the gift at the end of living your life that way is that you are free of resentment. Yeah. You're not stuck in situations that you're sitting there going, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. No, Mm -hmm. you're either in or you're out and you're, you take, you take all of it for what it is. You make it better. You renegotiate. Um, but it, it will be a, a weight off of your shoulders and a weight off of your chest when -hmm. you start living your life according to. Um, your, your chest brain. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Your heart, mind, your wisdom, boobies, all of it. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you everybody for being here with us today. Um, I really appreciate our audience. I appreciate that you 
download our episodes. I appreciate that you leave us your comments. I appreciate the likes and the forwards. I appreciate that you reach out to Amy and me individually and collectively. And, um, and we're part of a community. We go together. <laughs> Amy likes it when I say, we go together now. Like you just stuck with me now. <laughs> <laughs> we're like peanut butter and jelly. And jelly, baby. Yes. Grape jelly. I'll be the purple jelly. The purple. Yeah, that makes that stacks. Yes. I believe that. I believe that. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode. Connect with us online. I'm at Amy Walker coach and Monica is at Monica Ogando. And we can't wait to hear from you. Join us again next time. Thanks everybody.